What is going on, guys? How are you doing? Happy Monday. What a weekend. It was nice having a long weekend, although the uh, the in-laws were here, so I kind of tried to hide out as much as I could. Uh, we had a... Hope your uh, weekend went well. It was uh, nice, pretty much. I live in New Jersey, for those who don't know. It was pretty nice out. Um, a little damp a couple of days, but other than that, great weather. Uh, awesome fights on Saturday for those who checked out UFC 250. Amanda um, Nunes retained her belt. We had some cool knockouts by Sean O'Malley and one by Cody Garbrandt. Not nice to see Cody get back on the board. So then I did the mistake of going on Twitter over the weekend. Because, you know, making this a new account, trying to get this podcast out there. Uh, you should use as many platforms as you can, but for anyone who's ever been on Twitter, you know it's it's pretty much the worst people on earth. <laughs> I mean, it's it's what people want to say without the repercussions of their picture being shown for some people, and then some people just don't care. I mean, it's it's just a toxic waste dump, but. Doing my due diligence for the show, I try to find, you know, I try to source different news outlets to get articles from different places, because I, I don't want them all coming from one place, but it's, it's so hard to find news, and then get some independent stuff from uh, Instagram and from Twitter. So I was on Twitter, and I found, after going through the psychological warfare of being on Twitter, I found a treasure trove of goodies on our useful idiot for today the the head topic for this episode three which is the mayor of minneapolis and we have powerpoints we have powerpoints it's actually google slides but let's get into the powerpoint let's cue that for those uh for those listening via podcast i'll talk you through what the people on youtube are seeing so it, it won't be that necessary but You'll, you'll get the hang of it. Okay, so here we go. The Useful Idiot, episode three. Okay, so the Useful Idiot is the Democratic mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Frey. Now, Minnesota is where the death of uh, George Floyd occurred, and I'm not going to talk about him. This I just can't. It's... The media saturation on this and the stuff, if you go on social media, if it wasn't for the show, I'd be hiding for social media right now. But for you guys, <laughs> I, I, I take the mental abuse that I have to witness and read on social media. I wouldn't suggest it to anyone. So found some goodies on our, uh, our boy toy over there, Jacob. Um, so let's get into the term in case you don't know what the term useful idiot means let's get into it a useful idiot is a derogatory term for a person perceived as propagandizing for a cause without fully comprehending the comprehending the cause's goals and it was cynically used by the cause's leaders and if this guy isn't a useful idiot i don't know who is he proved it so this weekend and we're going to get into later on in the show how a lot of you got a lot of people, hopefully not our listeners, uh, play into uh, become useful idiots themselves to the media machine, and they get 
it's out of it's out of kindness, but or naivete, but we'll get into that later. So let's get into uh, examples of useful idiots. Let's start with this clip from. Uh, for those listening on the podcast, I have a video clip here from The Dark Knight. The the first scene in the movie where the the bandits in the clown mask organized by the Joker heist the bank. Okay, if you can remember it. I'm gonna show I'm gonna show a little bit of the video, and then I'm gonna talk you through it. So this is the clip from uh, The Dark Knight. So the music, the music should be triggering uh, your visual memory here of the scene. So basically, they're showing the Joker here, which would be the leaders of of Antifa. Um, basically, would be the Joker in this. So the Joker gets all these guys, essentially the other guys in clown masks, to do the dirty work, uh, i.e. Mr. The Mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Frey, and basically what what happens to them after he's done using them. Let's cut to it. Obviously, we don't want you doing anything with your hands other than holding on to dear life. Coming up. He's drilling the, uh, one of the clowns is drilling the, uh, the vault. So essentially, basically to get to the point, the other, he uses the other guys and they end up knocking each other out. And Jacob is a key example of this. And another, let's go over another illustration of youthful idiots here by the KGB also talks to it, talks about it in great details. Now this clip was circulating all over Twitter this weekend. United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are not, they are not needed anymore. They right, know just too like much. the people in the Joker. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when in they the dark see night. that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. It's the same pattern everywhere. The moment they serve their purpose, all the useful idiots are used, either be executed entirely, all the idealistically minded Marxists, or uh, exiled or put in prisons, like in Cuba. Many, many former Marxists are in Cuba, I mean, in prison. So most of the Indians who were cooperating with the Soviets, especially without uh, a de department of, of uh, information of the USSR embassy, were listed for execution. Right, so basically, they use these people to suit their cause, and then they throw them to the wayside. Okay, so you, you know, you guys posting a bunch of black squares 
on social media, man. You you just you're just playing into their narrative. And that's why I have this little I have a little square on the screen. I get it. A lot of you are doing it because out of the kindness of your heart, you think, you know, it's doing the right thing and you're showing, you know, you support them. But at the same time, it's a lot of this stuff is turning people against each other. And we can all agree all lives matter and black lives do matter. But guys, you, you gotta, uh, you're gonna see in these clips, it's not gonna end. It starts with a black square and then it's it goes into other things and we're going to we're going to show you we're going to um, show you clips of that right now where this is going so let's get into this clip which is our main topic Jacob um he went to one of the black lives matter rallies in his uh in Minneapolis where he's the mayor of and let's see what happened to him there when he said he didn't want to defund the police. If the link will pop up. Here we go. So on the screen you see the you see the mayor. And then they're asking him if he will defund the police department. What yes. did I say? Yeah. And he's we asking the abolition of it, aka get rid of it. Clear. We don't want people with guns toting around in our community. He's got a mask on and there's a bunch of protesters surrounding him. Watch this. Did you ever see Game of Thrones with Cersei? Watch this. The, this is disturbing. Listen to the way they're talking to the mayor. Listen to the inflection of the voice. The arrogance. The arrogance. And now he's saying no and watch. Watch what happens. He's not useful to them anymore, so guess what happens to him? Telling him to go home. Oh, it gets better. Game of Thrones coming up. There you go. Remember that scene from Game of Thrones? This is the United States. And this is the mayor of that city. Like, is this reality? And then one guy winds up and throws a bottle. I don't think it hits him, but you can see he tries to. I mean... When does it end? Oh wait, it doesn't. And we talked to you talked to, we talked about this in the previous episodes. Um I also have a picture of the, the shame, shame, shame from Game of Thrones on the screen. We talked about this in other episodes that there is no end. What did we see this weekend again? Like three to four more statues come down. I mean it's it's to the point where if you go online, you see white people with nooses around their necks saying sorry it's this it's it's out of control also have a post here from tom fitton retweeting the denver broncos who said if you're not with us you're against us 
So what is that, a, a veiled threat? So let's get into another clip on Twitter, how they want you to bend the knee now. This, listen to what they're saying. When we, if you missed their last episode, please check it out. This alludes to where does it stop? Listen to what they're saying. This isn't about what unfortunately happened to Mr. Floyd. This is something entirely different. And it's funny because if you actually go, Candace Owens retweeted this. Uh, Someone found a chart and I looked it up myself. Go to Google Trends, type in Black Lives Matter. Now, if you type this in on Google Trends, you'll see a total flat line. No one talks about Black Lives Matter. But then 2016, in June and July, it went up. Why is that? Why is 2016 ring a bell? Election year. And now the graph's all the way up. Election year. What a coincidence. They're, hijack, they're hijacking the unfortunate death of this man and using it to destroy cities. And what a coincidence. They also release criminals from jail for the, uh, for the alleged pandemic. So let's get into this other video, which is really disturbing. This is another, this is another protest. They are making mostly white people, from what I can see, chant, I am on stolen land. Built by stolen people. And they're reciting this, and people are on their knees. Like, I mean, that's, that's enough of that. How far are we going to allow this to go? And, and by I mean we, I mean anyone of any party of anything. I'm not of any party. I'm an independent, which is ridiculous because you're forced to switch when you vote in the presidential election. You have to switch to a party. And then if you want to change it, you have to unswitch. I've done it once already, but it's like, it's so ridiculous that you have to switch. But how long are we going to let this progressively get worse? This guy was at Floyd's funeral, crying up a storm. Now, because he wouldn't defund the, the police, they throw him away. And now you're seeing videos and pictures all over the internet of them forcing white people to say sorry for something they didn't do and to kneel. There's pictures online of cops throwing themselves on the ground with their hands behind. It, it is out of control. And now I believe I just saw on Twitter that the New York, one of the New York, um, one of the head guys, one of the commissioners just stepped down, threw in his badge. I mean... We're going to end up with no more good cops. Because if they're not allowed to do their job. When it comes to letting these protesters just rip up. Who's allowing these protesters just to rip down these buildings? Letting them do that doesn't stop. Let them air out their feelings and it stops. Weakness invites aggression. You need to stop it. And I'm not saying to hurt people. Arrest them all. 
What is going on? When is enough enough? So let's see what happens with uh, Jacob because she, you know, is he going to flip flop? Is he going to change? Is he going to change his tune? Is he going to get reelected? Who knows what he's going to do now? Maybe he'll have a change of heart and maybe they will defund the police. They are really talking about that. That is trending right now. Huge on Twitter. So let's see what happens with that. So let's get into another topic that we posted about on our Facebook page. If you follow along, the MSNBC over the weekend, guess who they hired? They hired former FBI agent Lisa Page. And if that name sounds familiar, it should. Lisa Page is the famous um, FBI agent who was cheating on her husband with Peter Strzok. Um, she is now a consultant on MSDNC. <laughs> what a surprise. Uh, let's see what this article says. Yeah, they're gonna welcome her. Now, two people who advised this country's top law enforcement agency about the law, former FBI General Counsel Andrew Weissman, and we're very happy to welcome to our network Lisa Page, former FBI lawyer who worked as special counsel for Robert Mueller's legal team. She worked on the Russian government disinformation. Oh, Andrew Weissman, another winner. He's another, uh, he's a Mueller flacky. He did all the dirty work for uh, Mueller. Uh, Page made her debut on MSNBC Deadline. Trump says, you must be kidding. This is a total disgrace on Twitter. <laughs> and then someone else tweeted out, is she getting a work phone? LOL, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, they don't even hide who they are anymore. It's, it's in your face and it's, it's such a joke. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Should she be on MSNBC? But it, I mean, Eric, uh, Eric Clapper's on there. Uh, John Brennan, uh, Comey's on there. I mean, come on. It's just, it's just more of the same. And they're not hiding anything from us. Let's get into the article here from about Twitter, which is a Breitbart article. Um, the censorship on Twitter. Um, they keep fact checking the president. So Trump versus Twitter, how long the struggle begins and how it ends. Remember Trump signed the executive order pointing the way to the future action and the federal government might take in reigning the power of social media. Just think how dangerous it is. You have Twitter, owned by Jack Dorsey. Then you have Google and YouTube is the same thing. And then you have Facebook and Instagram is the same thing. That's three different entities owning pretty much all the media consumption. I mean, if you can, Google's pretty much our library, right? It's online library that everybody uses. You control what you search on there. I mean, that's extremely dangerous power to wield. So in the article, let's see what Trump said. I can't stand back and watch this happen to great American city, Minneapolis, a total lack of leadership. Either way, a very weak, radical left mayor, Jacob Frey, got his act together and bring this city under control. I will send in the National Guard. So then Trump said, the follow-up that, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. Okay. And I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Walls, and I told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. 
Twitter then took it upon itself to hide the second tweet, which said when the looting start, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And they put a little caption that said this tweet violated the Twitter rules about glorifying violence. Now, I think the wording there, glorifying violence, is not accurate to what he's saying. He's not glorifying it, but he's making a statement, which is a phrase that's used when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Because when, when you start robbing from people, they're going to defend themselves. I mean, so for them to even go after that is a joke. I've seen way more, not even close, egregious things online. It's not even egregious. It's just, like I said, they're not hiding who they are anymore it's in plain sight and if you don't want to if you don't see it it's it's to the point where you don't want to see it the radical left is what are they in control of they get our kids in school they get our kids in they get our kids in elementary school they get them in high school they get them in college they control them in social media they control them through the media. They control them through entertainment. The American people are at home busting their ass to make a living to feed their kids. And what happens when they're trying to provide for their family? They're getting brainwashed at their school. What happens when they're not in school? They're at home on their iPads or their iPhone getting brainwashed from all these entertainers selling, selling their bodies and telling these kids stupid things to say and do. I mean... It's it's just embarrassing what's allowed to uh, what's being uh, perpetrated in this country right now. So let's get into that issue since we're on it. Uh, an article here from Breitbart, which is about social media. So now Breitbart posted an article: study children spend nearly as much time watching China's TikTok as YouTube. So if you don't know, China owns TikTok. So that's great. So now not only do we have the corrupt people. In YouTube that show you information uh, basically also they're definitely ghosting the video because there's no way I got more subscribers and the views haven't moved in two days so they're definitely either not showing accurate numbers on YouTube or they're hiding the videos either way they control what your kids see um, you typically it's left-wing but now, oh, not only are kids watching YouTube, they're watching uh, the Kami uh, network TikTok. And it, if you've ever been on TikTok, you've seen it's just great content. <laughs> According to a recent study, children aged between 4 and 15 spend 85 minutes per day watching YouTube and 80 minutes per day watching TikTok. So that's almost three hours. A day on those two platforms and a lot of this is unsupervised which is highly dangerous if you've seen some of the stuff on YouTube and when it comes to TikTok, I mean that's probably a great place for uh, child predators I mean give me a break the data for the study was provided by 60,000 families Wow between four and 15, wow, four years old. I mean, that's, I mean, when it comes to social media, it's, it needs to be supervised and it needs, it needs to be regulated. Um, we need to, 
I don't think I really uh, none of the kids and we have four kids and none of them have a cell phone. Uh, they won't have a cell phone until high school. And that's mainly just for emergency reasons. But, you know, they get a lot of crap in school from, you know, a lot of these parents give these kids phones and all they do is sit on the bus on Instagram and they get laptops from these schools. And there's going to be something has to be done where it's going to be held in check where there's parental controls installed on these devices. I mean, a laptop was given to our 13-year-old, and I tested it out, and you can look up porn on there, you can look up anything you want on there, and they're giving these to our kids. We're paying tax dollars so they can give our kids unprotected devices, and they can look up anything they want. And they're doing it on school time, too, when they're supposed to be learning something. So there's some, something has to be done with this in the future. Because we can't watch them every single second, and the schools aren't helping at all. So I, I don't I don't believe in a kid having a cell phone before high school. I don't think there's a reason for it, and I don't think you should give in to peer pressure. It just makes it worse on the other kids. So that's that article. So let's get into this. Trump had uh I haven't watched this yet because I want to have a live reaction with you guys and see if it actually uh it should have been removed like it was. Twitter removed a Trump campaign ad because they said they said it violated their terms. Let's let's see. Twitter continues campaign and censorship against President Donald Trump. This time banning a tribute video to George Floyd posted by the official Trump team campaign account. Twitter claims it took it down because the tribute to Floyd in response to a report from a copy. So they're saying it's it was a copyright strike, not because they took it down for any other reason. So I'm going to watch this video uh, for you listening via podcast. You can hear it. And for the, those on YouTube, you can watch it. And then we'll see if it was anything. It should have been struck down. Let's play the video. I understand the pain that people are feeling. The death of George Floyd was a grave tragedy. It should never have happened. It has filled Americans all over the country with horror, anger, and grief. We support the right of peaceful protesters, and we hear their pleas. The voices of law-abiding citizens must be heard, and heard very loudly. Stand with the family of George Floyd, with the peaceful protesters, and with every law-abiding citizen who wants decency, civility, safety, and security. But what we are now seeing on the streets of our cities has nothing to do with justice or with peace. The memory of George Floyd is being dishonored by rioters, looters, and anarchists. The violence and vandalism is being led by Antifa and other radical left-wing groups who are terrorizing the innocent, destroying jobs. This for no reason. The mobs are devastating the life's work of good people and destroying their dreams. 
government works so hard to get here. So hard. It harms those who have the least. We cannot and must not allow a small group of criminals and vandals to wreck our cities and lay waste to our communities. We must defend the rights of every citizen to live without violence, prejudice, or fear. Healing, not hatred, justice, not chaos, are the mission at hand. I stand before you as a friend and ally to every American seeking justice and peace. No one is more upset than fellow law enforcement officers by the small handful who fail to abide by their oath to serve and protect. We support the overwhelming majority of police officers who are incredible in every way and devoted public servants. We must all work together as a society to expand opportunity and to create a future of greater dignity and promise for all of our people. Every citizen in every community has the right to be safe in their workplace, safe in their homes, and safe in our city streets. We are working toward a more just society, but that means building up, not tearing down, joining hands, not hurling fists, standing in solidarity, not surrendering to hostility. This is the sacred right of all Americans that I am totally determined to defend and will defend. Um, for those of you, you listening who can't see, it says unite on the screen with an American flag. Um, I don't know how you could not have just heard that, but then watching it, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this video in, in the notes. For Twitter to remove that video for now let's see how many days. I don't know how many days, but you know the reach of President Trump on Twitter. I believe he has what eight million. Let's follow it. Let's check it out right here. Donald. Donald Trump. Let's see what he's got. 81 million followers on Twitter. Okay. For them to not let 81 people, 81 million people see that. For them to take that down and claim copyright when people were getting killed. There were 15 people that are at least known of, I posted an article about it on our Facebook, that died from the riots. We traded 15 for one. Congratulations. Meanwhile, horses are getting attacked. They're now attacking cop horses. People are, if you watch that Tucker Carlson uh, monologue the other day, they showed how this man was beaten, probably crippled if not dead. All these people are dying. All these people are suffering. The world needed unity. And Twitter plays these 
media machine games by intentionally not allowing the people to see that video in that time of need, Twitter has blood on their hands, in my opinion. That, if you, after watching that, how can you be angry? How is not that not one of the best videos you've ever heard or seen in your life? Listen to his voice in that video. Listen to, the, listen to what he's saying. Twitter has blood on their hands, as far as I'm concerned. Let me know what you think, but to deny people seeing that video over a copyright strike is disgusting. And if they'll, did, did, them denying that, you know what they did? They said, I rather see people get hurt. I rather see more black lives get hurt, more any race get hurt because it fits my agenda. I don't want this to end. I want Trump to come off as orange man bad and I'm not going to stop and I don't care who gets hurt. This is what Twitter is allowing to happen. This is what they allowed to happen. That video should have been released. That is one of the most disgusting examples of what the media has in store for you. If it's not the kneeling enough, they are playing everyone for suckers. They are playing you for a sucker. Don't let them. After I do this video, I'm going to rip into them on my Twitter account. Although I don't have many followers because I just started, but still, something has to be said. That is disgusting. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. I mean, after watching that video, I was pretty much practically in tears. I mean, can you ask for a better video than that? Anyhow, all, the NFL and all these guys kowtowing to this movement that's hijacked by the, this total left group, Black Lives Matter. And I'm not talking about the words Black Lives Matter. That's a given. They do. I'm talking about the organization. That Remember when they were marching in the street in 2016 say fry, fry pigs like bacon? Oh, you don't remember that. Oh, that's because this group is a radical group. And they're using the sympathy of what happened to that man to justify destroying cities and hurting black businesses. It's disgusting. And for Twitter to do that, I... I, I can't talk about it anymore. I can't. Let me know what you guys think. So let's get on to the last article. And then I'll let you guys go for another day. This article uh, hits close to a little bit close to home because this is uh, this happened in New Jersey. Listen to this. Right. New Jersey. A man in a New Jersey nursing home was buried before his family even knew he was dead. You heard me. A man in a New Jersey nursing home was buried before his family even knew that he had died. The family's not alerted? All these businesses have to go bust, though. We have to shell out all this national debt. We're not allowed to go to church. You're not allowed to reopen your business. You're not allowed to go to gym and be healthy. You can go to a liquor store. But heaven forbid you do any of the others. But they can protest and burn down stuff. That's okay. They can have you bend the knee and tell you to apologize for something you didn't do. But you can't place a phone call and then bury somebody's father? What is going on? 
Thomas E. Comer's final hours are a mystery to his family. In fact, they never even knew the 88-year-old machinist who lived the last four years of his life at Bayshore Health Care Center in Homedale, New Jersey, died from COVID on April 19th until long after he was buried. Somebody could have told me something, said his son. David, he was my dad. His father, who suffered from dementia, was under the state of guardianship because of financial necessity, Comer said. But neither the state nor the nursing home reached out to contact his family. I understand what's going on because of the coronavirus in nursing homes has killed more than 6,200 people. But they couldn't spare me five minutes and call me? We had not heard anything. We knew they were overwhelmed, but I had this false sense that nothing I had this false sense that nothing would happen to him. You know, you know that oh, it's not going to happen to me. The woman who answered the phone when I called to check on him said she could not find him. Then she told me he had expired and she goes, "What? When did he die?" The woman who worked there goes, "I can't tell you that." A staff member told her, "You're not on the list." The woman calling about the deceased man says, who's on the list? I can't tell you that either. Then, this goes on. We were told by the funeral home that he was already buried against his wishes of being cremated. And they also attempt to contact my father, but they were only given an outdated phone number to the nursing home. So, they buried a guy without talking to anyone he was related to. They buried a guy who wanted to be cremated, and they could even contact his family. I mean, I don't know what went on in nursing homes, but the fact that half of these places would take people that either were on COVID or just got over COVID and send them back in to the most vulnerable Spot you can be a hot zone that can easily contract the oldest, the older people were more prone to get it and not survive it. Oh, so, uh, let's let's send them there. Uh, you know that place where they're most likely to die. Let's uh, send them there. Have a good old time. I don't know what grade schooler would make that decision. Let alone, I mean, I. I don't know who's making these decisions, but they're god-awful, and people need to be held in check. So what do you guys think of those topics? Let me know what you think of what's going on with the media control. What do you think about kids, too much screen time, and most importantly, what do you think of that video? I think Twitter has blood on their hands, and what do you think of the useful idiot, Mr. Jacob? What are they going to do with them now? What are they going to do with them now? You reap what you sow, buddy. Karma's a mother. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Enjoy your Monday. I'll catch you guys soon.